What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. We turn our attention now to Ohio, where police murdered a young pregnant woman for allegedly stealing liquor. Joining us to discuss is Raymond Obi, Executive Director of Justice, Unity, and Social Transformation, or JUST, in Columbus, Ohio, and lead organizer of the People's Justice Project. Good morning, Ramon. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. First of all, I want to apologize for the, the tragedy and the trauma that your community is is currently dealing with. Um, I, I always like to start with the humanity of the folks that are stolen from us by state violence. They are much more than this tragedy. What have you come to learn about who Takaya Young was? Well, Takaya was a firecracker who loved her kids. And it's so important um, that we understand who, who, who would be receiving any form of justice uh, uh, from the arrest and indictment of that officer. It would be her kids. Uh, she leaves behind a three-year-old and a six-year-old um, who who are so you know still young they can't they can't even process uh, the murder of their mother um, and like that is the real tragedy uh, that that we're seeing um, regarding the family uh, and of course the Kai was pregnant with what would be her uh, her only daughter she was family oriented um, her, her she had great friends she showed uh, uh, great respect we had a teacher of Takaya come out and speak and the amount of potential uh she had uh was certainly tremendous uh the teacher told us a story about how in high school when she was pregnant with her first kid she said guess what i'm still going to graduate and held true to those words and graduated and she said nothing is going to stop me i'm going to go to college and she held true to those words and still ended up going to college as well Ramon, what have you learned so far about the tragic events of last Thursday? Well, this upcoming Friday, body camera will be released. Um, And hearing from eyewitnesses uh, who have no reason to lie, we believe uh, in these eyewitnesses. This will be uh, as tragic, sadly, as, um, as it could be. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of uh, uh, where we're at. It's just this is a senseless murder uh, by the police of Blendon Township. It should not have ever come to this. Um, and the fact that it did is just, a, again, it's just a tragic for the entire community. Um, again, you know, uh, uh, the way that they painted that picture um, early Thursday and, and Friday afternoon and evening was that this woman was a thug who came in and uh, stole items from a liquor store. Um, and now we're hearing from some of those people who, who were actually there that that is not true at all. And it was the police who, who went through with this narrative of trying to get out this information as quickly as possible to, to paint Takaya in a dark light. I read somewhere that her grandmother said that the cops had approached her with guns out and that she was likely scared for her life. That's 100 percent true. That is uh, that is true based on all the information that we've gotten from all the eyewitnesses is that the cops were the aggressor 
um, when when it comes when it comes to the way that they stop Takaya, uh, when it comes to their attitude and their demeanor. Uh, these were not uh, police officers who were guarding, you know, the Kroger store. Uh, in fact, they were only supposed to be helping somebody within the parking lot. I believe an elderly woman getting her keys out of the car. Um, from the story, story we've been told, um, a guy, uh, one of the people who did work at Kroger's ran out and said that people were stealing and pointed over there in Takaya's direction. Um, and then officers left the old lady uh, and then went over to Takaya. Ramon, what has the reaction of the community been? What is the, the temperature of, of Columbus, Ohio right now? So it's burning. It is as hot as it possibly could be uh, here in Columbus within uh, uh, 48 hours of, of Takaya, the previous 48 hours. Uh, another man was shot in the back named Jamie Overstreet. A couple of weeks before Jamie Overstreet was shot in, in, in his back, there was a, a, a white young gentleman named Zachary who was shot multiple times in about his, his chest area uh, when having a mental breakdown. Uh, you know, it, it is as hot as it possibly could be. Last year, we lost Donovan Lewis, who was sleeping in his bed, and then he woke up and he was shot by an officer who mistaked uh, a vape pen for a gun. Um, you know, this, this is just, this is the constant here in, here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and, and the surrounding areas. I mean, I, I think about Micaiah Bryant as well, 16 years old, shot four times center mass. Um, Ramon, what, I know you all have been in the streets. What has the reaction by law enforcement been to y'all in the streets? So Blendon Township is kind of an offshoot of Columbus. It's a little bit smaller. We went there and we held a rally outside outside the Kroger's for Takaya. And um, the people who were at, you know, at the Kroger's, the regular everyday shoppers, there was nothing but support from them. Um, the Kroger managers, however, uh, were were as uh, racist, sadly, as they possibly could be, saying, wait till the video camera's released and trying to antagonize us and other community members, organizers, and family members alike, um, which definitely uh, sucks. However, we did not uh, uh, give up and we persisted on. The police reaction is they can't really take a reaction right now because they know what happened. They've seen the body camera, and uh, they, they've just been trying to paint uh, an untruthful narrative. So our goal right now is to get ahead of this untruthfulness and only tell the truth. Tell what we have been able to get from eyewitnesses and paint the truthful picture so Takaya can get some form of justice. And we can make sure that those uh, three-year-old and six-year-old boys are well taken care of. I mean, clearly the officers that murdered uh, Takaya are responsible, but it was a Kroger employee that pointed in her direction what if any accountability are you demanding from Kroger Grocery? So currently we're asking people to boycott uh, the Kroger in Blinden Township and uh, uh, wait for the body camera footage to be released. Um, however, this is not the first murder to happen at a Kroger grocery store or excessive force to be used. Uh, Kroger is definitely uh, uh, recently starting up a really bad history uh, of of, of racism policies and enforcement within their grocery stores via security, via the, the higher police officers. And it's something we should all 
be looking at is like what what's happening uh, with these security guards and these police officers where they just feel comfortable comfortable enough to just go off of somebody's word, run over and attempt to stop people just because they fit a description. Because that's what they did with Takaya. She fit a description and they ran over to get to, to stop her. And then excessive force was, of course, used and that excessive force was murdered. In addition to holding Kroger accountable, what are your other demands currently? So the family's demands are the complete release of all footage. We want footage from the officers, from the vehicle, from Kroger's, and we want the name of all the officers who fired their weapons at the scene. That is our current goal. That is what we're all moving towards. Um, that is something we're all in alignment with here in Columbus. Uh, past that, we want to look at Marcy's Law. Marcy's Law um, is the law that's, that's in many different states. It's really used to protect, um, you know, private private citizens um, and give them more rights, more rights when dealing with uh, criminal offenses. Um, here with the police, it makes absolutely no sense that they can claim to be victims. When they claim to be victims, um, you know, due to Marcy's Law, then the name doesn't have to be reported. Certain things in the videos um, can be redacted. And this doesn't paint the full story. It only it allows the cops really to pick and choose what they want to put out. Um, mm-hmm. So we're looking at ways to attack Marcy's Law, um, which is in our state constitution. It's going to be a long fight, but it's something that police officers shouldn't be able to claim. They're not private citizens. They, sh- they signed up for that job. Um, and, and it's something that we're looking at going after. I mean, they already have qualified immunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talked about Takaya's young children, three and six. What, if any, contact have you had with her family, and how are they holding up? That's a great question. The family is broken. Takaya also has a younger sister. Her father is still here. Uh, grandma is taking care of the kids uh, right now. Um, Takaya sadly wasn't insured, so we want to make sure that uh, one thing that we've been doing as organizers here in Columbus is definitely figuring out ways to fundraise so we can pay for Takaya's funeral and make sure that the family has all of its needs. Um, I would would be lying if I said uh, that they are in high spirits or or anything of the like. They're as broken as possibly they could be in a situation like this. It sucks every time uh, that there's a new family on the scene uh, when the cameras start swarming in. And me and you know uh, this is only going to be uh, a uh, two-month, you know, fame type of situation, five-minute fame uh, before the next tragedy strikes. So we're doing everything we possibly can organize to make sure that this family has uh, the the mental health health, uh, help that they need, uh, the food in the house is full, um, and making sure that they're as well taken care of as they possibly possibly can be, um, because this is going to be a long fight. These fights are, are, aren't weeks; they're years. That's right, and people lose sight of that. I mean, to your point, right? It's on the TV for a couple of weeks, and then the rest of the world moves on. But this is a lifelong the the court process takes years, and it's a lifelong journey for these families. Ramon, is there a GoFundMe link that you can share or a website or somewhere that listeners can go if they want to make a contribution to the family? Yes, there is definitely a GoFundMe link. Uh, if you were to type into Kaya Young on Google, 
GoFundMe, hers should pop up as the as the number one option, and it's currently being run. So you know um, that is legit by uh, Michelle Franklin, uh, is the is the key organizer of that GoFundMe. Okay. What about local elected officials? How, what 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 is the word, if any, from them? Slow, slow. You know, uh, I wish I could say we have some radical local officials here in Columbus, Ohio, but we definitely have the slow moving ones um, who are going to wait and take their time and and see if uh, pressure builds um, from community members before they ever make a move, um, even if it's a a righteous move. Um, They they need that community to go out there and tell them what to do. Uh, We are seeing a couple uh, politicians who are waiting for the video um, that, that again will be released on Friday um, before they say anything and, and that's just where they're at um, and we have to take that into account um, with local elections coming up uh, especially this year and next year and we have to put in people who are going to fight for us. Ramon, my understanding is that there have been both protests and vigils. When these tragedies strike, it impacts the whole community, right? Uh, black folks end up walking with so much trauma, and, it, and you were just laying out the fact that it's been a series of murders by law enforcement in your area. Can you talk about the vigils? Can you talk about the attempts to create healing and, and, and a container to hold the trauma from this murder for, for, for your folks? Yes. Yes, with every protest, some type of healing moment must be, uh, uh, it, it must follow. Um, these healing moments give an opportunity for everybody in the community to process exactly what is going on. Uh, we look at vigils here in Columbus, Ohio as something sacred, something that gives us time to catch our breath, a time of reflection, a time to actually process the tragedy of these young people who are constantly being lost to, to state violence. Um, and for Jakaya, uh, her family was able to uh, hold, hold a vigil uh, on um, Friday evening uh, that had, you know, very close friends um, and, and family members. And they were able to tell, you know, again, reflect and share stories about who Takaya was, um, start the process, ask what's going to happen next. On a community level, it's really the same thing, but it lets us know that, one, we're, we're out here together, um, that we need to look out for each other's backs. And that it's go time, because at any moment, it could be a visual for one of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that the world, I mean, I, because I do this work, I, I hear about Ohio often, but I don't know that the rest of the country is aware of the levels of state violence that you all endure every single year. Can you talk a little bit about that? What, what, what does the country need to know about what is happening with law enforcement in Ohio? Yeah, law enforcement in Ohio is and i don't say this lightly there's a it's some of the worst law enforcement that you could possibly get since 2020 in the rebellion of george floyd we've lost uh casey goodson jr was shot multiple times in his back we were lost andre hill who was shot multiple times for holding up his cell phone and recording uh micaiah bryan who was shot multiple times and was a, a 15 16 year old girl who it should have been subdued at most physically, not with bullets. Um, we've had uh, uh, people uh, like Mr. Jackson, who was shot in, inside of a hospital. We've had uh, Donovan Lewis, who was shot again, holding up the vape pen. Zach, who was shot having a mental health breakdown. These things are, are constant here 
uh, in Columbus, Ohio, as well as Ohio abroad uh, 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 with these uh, police shootings. We've tried to get in national uh, support um, to, to come in and, you know, look at the Columbus uh, uh, Police Department only to have the mayor of Columbus ask for a, uh, a city review um, rather than actual changes. So we're constantly being railroaded. Um, even when we attempt to use the system, you know, not, this, not that the fact that the system would work for us anyway. Um, mm-hmm. but, but these tragedies are beaten down on us. Uh, and we're constantly looking for, for ways uh, to get national support and, and, and bring in the ne- needed pressure to hold uh, Ohio police officers accountable um, and even move past Ohio policing. Um, because we understand that the policing here in, in Ohio it, it is a, a, a systemic system um, that one change uh, in the writing and in the code isn't possibly going to make everything okay. And we have to start looking out for our community uh, the correct way. And that's something only community members can do. That's right. Well, Ramon, anytime you need a platform to get the word out, you are welcome to be on the air. And if there is anything that me and my colleagues at the Anti-Police Terror Project can do to support, um, please let us know. We will definitely be making a donation. Thank you for your work and thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.